0: You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and Dan. Your table is ready. It's long and
1: prosperous. This is a capital. We have a little problem with our energy so we may
2: experience some slight turbulence and then explode. Feeling
1: about this, Walter, well, put the cowboy, would
3: you? This, this a free show. Well, welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. This is our listener feedback show, the show that we call Sci-Fi Diner Conversations. This is episode ninety-two. I'm one of your hosts, Scott. Hey, this is Miles.
0: Hi, it's Em.
3: Yay, yeah, yeah, what, what are we doing? Just first name? We normally do the full name, don't we? And here we are, just first name basis. Well, this just, is still still said kind of odd. Was a
0: conversation. It is. Where, you know, kind of, just yeah. this is in the lounge, yeah, yeah. Yep, having yep. a cocktail.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah you know. man. You know, Miles doing his thing in his work function.
4: <laughs> this was very professional team building. Uh, right, right, right. So
3: we talked about that in the main show, but uh, it was uh, there was
4: some my great air and
0: quotes b- around professional.
4: Yeah, professional. Yes, yeah, so it was very important and professional and um, professional tequila, mostly beer.
3: Uh, <laughs> professional beer. Yeah, but but, but yeah. Uh, you know, in, in Haiti, they had this beer called Prestige. Okay, so it was like prestigious beer. So, sounds like what you were drinking up there.
4: Our, they didn't have any Haitian beer. It was more of just your <laughs> typical, you know, your your, your Bud. Maybe, maybe if you want to go a little high end, maybe a, there was a Heineken. We but, don't serve uh, that here at the diner. We do not.
3: Yeah, what? we don't serve their kind. <laughs>
4: All right.
0: We only serve fine quality craft beers.
3: <laughs> you said craft, not crap beers, right? Yes, Kraft. That's right, right. Well, let's talk about what's going on in, in our sci-fi world other than Miles' great imbibing going on in his world. Uh, Miles, why don't you start us off? What is going on in your sci-fi world?
4: Well, um, I'm still reading a Star Trek novel uh, from Una McCormick. It's the first in the uh, the, the fall series. Uh, this, there was talk of this at um, shortly this past year. Um, I'm also um, whipping through... Uh, Eureka! I'm in season five right now, and a lot of Felicia Day, and I can I kind of get why why you uh, you get Felicia Day.
3: Yeah, yeah, I do get Felicia Day. (laughs) So
4: she's just totally adorable in 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 this, and and watching you know her and Fargo together are just uh, awesome. She's perfectly cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our new shows are well, our new show um, uh, Ages of Shield. I'm I'm enjoying that. Psyched that arrows back! Oh, what an episode. Um, yep. We'll talk about that more. So that's that. That's been. Um, oh, and Walking Dead. I saw Walking Dead. Uh, this. Oh yeah, mm-hmm.
3: absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. yeah And how about you? What's going on in your uh, sci-fi world?
0: So um, I'm hot and still kind of drunk from the awesome of New York Comic Con.
3: Awesome.
0: This weekend, I know, right? All my favorite shows were there, and uh, I got I got a little briefer into Dark Sails, that new pirate TV show from Stars, <coughs> that I thought was going to be a giant pile of queso, but not. And I'm going to just keep it there because I want the fans to. Uh, it's 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 not it's not Pirates of the Caribbean. It's not um, ridiculously cheesy. It is very serious. And an excellent, excellent drama. So I'm going to put my two cents out there for that. When, does that, when um, does that come out? Do you know him? In a couple of weeks. I think in like the next couple of weeks. <coughs> excuse me. Um, I don't have the exact date in front of me. But I was intrigued and I'm sold. I'm in for at least three episodes.
3: Very good. Very good.
0: And I'm also helping out my friend Michael Doherty. Who we've talked to before. About uh, putting together ZCon. I'm help, doing a lot of work helping with getting the Indiegogo buzz going and we're at our 15% mark at a little over 30, we're at 13,850 bucks. We've got 25 days left and you can, I mean, one of the big things is, is that it's not just making a movie. It's, it's not about making a movie. It's about a movie that can make things happen for the charities that we're involved with, like, um, Red Cross, um, disaster relief, and Kids Need to Read, which is a charity founded by Nathan Fillion that puts sci-fi books in libraries for kids all over the U.S. It's kind of awesome. So I'm see. on a big kick to tell people to skip a latte, make a movie, give a kid a book, and save a life.
3: Seriously, I mean, you can contribute, I believe the smallest amount is $5, and that's easily you a contribute
0: tri- up to a buck.
3: Right, you know, I mean, seriously, Starbucks, with the, you know, uh, your, your convenience store coffee—you can easily bypass that for one day just to sure. get a little bit. So, sounds like it's a great it's endeavor. A cool we know, money. Yeah, so if you and want to give some- up
0: like a week's worth of of Starbucks. There's some cool swag on here, so. And we're in the process of getting some other cool swag, too. So there's my shameless plug for the night. Yeah. And this is an
4: opportunity just to create some more artistic zombie goodness. Absolutely. Because after all, Walking
3: Dead, you can't get enough of Walking Dead, obviously. So Mm -hmm. let's get a little bit more.
0: Precisely.
3: So uh, that's awesome. Uh, In my sci-fi world, um, I'm continuing. Well, I finished Dragon Reborn. So I'm third wheel of time novel. Finished that and went right back into the uh, butler and jihad. So I, I read it. And then went to the Machine Crusade, which is the second one. These are Dune novels, by the way, in the Dune Saga. And then uh, read uh, Dragon Reborn and then went back into Butler and Jihad because I'm in the process of starting up a new podcast called the Dune Saga Podcast. Doing that with Jim Arrowood, who you're going to hear a little bit later on in this show, actually. Um, mm-hmm. David Moulton from the Landcast. And he's been on our show before. And, uh David Moulton had this brainchild day. Let's do a podcast where we kind of go through the uh, Dune novels. I'm like, okay, sure. I'll commit to reading 18 novels over the next two years. Um, so, uh, and I'm actually finding it quite enjoyable as I'm uh, listening to them and primarily listening to them because that's, I do a lot of running and a lot of driving and it makes sense to do that, kind economizing my time. But enjoying that, so if you're interested in another podcast and you like Dune, well, listen to us ramble about it. You check into that podcast if you get a chance. Um, the Blacklist, I'm loving. I know it's not really sci-fi. It's James Spader's in it, uh, and that's my connection, right? Uh, but I'm enjoying that. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., loving. And Arrow, of course, phenomenal episode. Mm-hmm. So did not watch it. was on, was it last night, or when is it on? Thursday nights? I
4: thought it was on Wednesday nights. Oh, yeah. See, I don't kind of even know what because I, so I don't watch do live that. TV. Me neither. I mean, I DVR. I All forgot right. to say, uh, enjoying Big Bang Theory since it's come back. Um, yes. Three great episodes so far. Um, the, the, it, 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 they're season seven now, but still they're, they're making it... Um, they show sure they still have what it takes to make us laugh.
3: Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move into our first piece of listener feedback. And this is some feedback that we deferred from the last show because we ran long. I think that show clocked in an hour and a half for a listener feedback show. So th- sorry for all those that felt it was a little bit long-winded, but we're going to play a voicemail that came in from. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> and then we came, we uh, we're going to play a voicemail that came in from Rick from Wisconsin. This is actually the second e, uh, voicemail he sent in, so we're going to play this and listen to what he has to say. So, thanks, Rick, in advance for calling in, and sorry we deferred it to the show.
5: Hey, Scott and Miles, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling with my thoughts on the premiere of Marvel's Agents of Shield program. I thought it was fantastic coming out of the gate it was right there. I thought the story was a good set up episode, you know, introducing the team, the different people. we got some hints at the back story with uh Olson, you know was he really dead? Uh, what's this thing you know that he thinks he was in Tahiti, and maybe he really wasn't, and what's the backstory on the the I forget her name now, but the agent that's the uh, driver of the plane, <laughs> the pilot. Um, what what is her little thing? Because this, this other guy kind of hinted at, like you know, she's the driver, and uh, it was uh, kind of comical when he injected the truth serum into that guy and, and left him uh, with the hacker chick to uh, have the conversation. Uh, you've got some mysteries set up that you can solve down the line. You've got some backstory you can bring out down the line, and uh, really liked the gadgets that we got to see, the little uh, hints at things and how the, the things in the background, all the Marvel Universe stuff that was in there was pretty cool. And yeah, obviously they're going to have tie-ins with the Marvel movies with this show. I'm thinking maybe uh, this show will actually stick and be around for at least a few seasons if they can keep up the decent writing and they can they can do a lot with this team and bring in different villains or different heroes uh, on a week by week basis, I think it think it could be awesome. So uh that's the only new show that I've watched that uh, I'm extremely excited about. Actually I should say Sleepy Hollow. I watched the second episode, uh the first and the second and uh that has been pretty good, too. There was a small small decline, in a way, on the second episode, but I thought it was still solid enough. I'll stick with it. I'm hoping it has the viewers. I haven't seen any numbers, and um, but I'm hoping that show would stick and uh, kind of play out the story that they've hinted at in their setup. I loved the uh, suggestion that someone said on Twitter that the show is like half fringe and half national treasure. I uh, definitely had that feel with the second episode.
3: That's all I have for now. Thanks. Thank you, Rick, from Wisconsin for calling in and giving us your thoughts. That actually plays into like kind of one of the earlier other emails we had. Um, but let's talk about Sleepy Hollow a little bit. Uh, are you keeping up with Sleepy Hollow, Miles? No, I'm not. Uh, how about you, Em? Are you keeping up with that?
0: I am. It's a little... It's, there's a little cheesiness to it but it's the story's starting to get me and I, I like it. I like watching, um, Ichabod try and, and relate to to the current modern times. The opening of the second episode is is keely adorable and hilarious. And if you're it, it it shows that the writers have a really big sense of humor and that, you know, they're not it's not all gonna be Drama, drama, drama. So hmm. I, I liked it. I'm, I'm, It's on my Netflix queue. I'm definitely watching.
3: Yeah. Um, it, you know, uh, we had another, we want to talk about Agents of Shield and what he talked about it, but we did have uh, David G gave us two emails. I'm going to read the second one first because that one deals with Agents of Shield. And then we got some listener feedback about some of the current episodes that just came out, uh, I guess last week would have been the most current one. Um, so let's run through that. Um, So this is from David G, and David G also wrote in regarding our episode 186, and we'll talk about that again a little bit later. So David G wrote, I heard your review of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just saw the first two episodes. I'm a little put off by the conspiracy associated with the blogger, but the concept is interesting. Normally, people in the show like this would be the best of the best, but that's not the case here. That would be the Avengers or the Fantastic Four, the X-Men. Even among S.H.I.E.L.D., there is Nick Fury. Like I said, I like the head agent here. I like him in Avengers too. I once read a book about MI5 agents that came along behind James Bond and cleaned up the swath of destruction. Cool concept, funny too. Here's much the same. We have a team who is sent, sent when the problem is too much for the police but too minor for the superheroes, even B-list ones. I like the show, but I wonder how long it will last whether there's all the real exciting action is probably happening down the street at the Avengers Mansion. It's a little like doing a show about Metropolis Special Crimes Unit in the DC Universe. Uh, so what do you think about what he's saying here and giving this perspective on uh, on, on, on S.H.I.E.L.D. here, what David's saying?
4: Well, um, as far as as far as the, the the missions that they're getting as far as too too much for the police and uh kind of small potatoes for our A list and B list uh, superheroes um you know they they just don't have the 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 budget to to bring superhero i mean like we saw in the avengers um for this so i, I kind of like it it's more scaled down more it's more of a you know they're very Intelligent human beings, but they're still just—they don't have any superpowers. They're just—they're um, just very good at what they do. Um, as far as um, you know, the, the last episode we saw, I thought what that the, they created with this this gravity machine. I thought that could have been something a superhero would have had to attend to, and, and it looks like it's something we haven't seen the last of this. though. Oh
3: no, definitely not.
4: And, and definitely not. So. Uh, we, we can spoil here. I mean, that, the one guy, the one scientist who was involved in there, I assume that's his hand we see crawling out of it or trying to crawl out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I would assume that, too. And your thoughts about what David's saying here?
0: Well, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't have much more to add. I'm kind of with him on the whole on the camp of it all. Um, I really I, I agree with him.
3: Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, it doesn't. Well, it, do- it does because, I mean, we really, you know, he- I like the idea he says, here's, a- here's MI5 cleaning up in the swath of James Bond. Well, it's kind of like they make references to the Avengers, mm-hmm. but these are the yeah. people that go in, you know, when the Avengers are, there's nothing, nothing too they powerful. Do the grunt work, they do you know? They do. the grunt work. So we're looking at a team of grunts. Right. Is that bad? Not necessarily because, in my opinion, what makes a Whedon show a in show is the chemistry and the cast of characters and the dialogue. As, as well as the story, and so is it carrying it well, maybe a little bit it's getting there
4: and in the whole superhero thing I mean I know we see there's cartoons where you have the Avengers always together right i I would think uh eventually you know our heroes would go home you know they would they would you know uh, uh stark would go back to California and uh um Thor goes back to Asgard. Well, he's coming back in this in the, in the second movie, but um I'm not sure where Captain America's going, but but they're the, you know, they, they this was their mission and they're not going to have uh, you know a major uh, apocalyptic thing they have to deal with every every day, so it makes sense for them to go home.
3: Well, and they did bring Nick Fury in. They, they, at the, at the end, at, end
4: of episode two, that, I thought that was a, a major coup having Samuel Jackson make a cameo for that, oh, yeah. and just uh, you know, just give uh, makes Coulson you wonder if they're going to
3: do that again.
4: Oh, I suspect they are. I, I, I think I think they'll do that. But yeah, as far as I, I think, there's a lot of this. The alien species that came, came through that that wormhole. There's probably a lot of that tech that's floating around, and maybe even from. There's devices at the Tesseract powered back in the. 40s, that yep. may still be around, so yeah, I mean, have you know th- this kind of group of people that cleans up the messes, bags them, and tags it, and so that there's still a lot of there's still a lot of good storytelling there though,
0: yeah, I agree
3: you know it's- if the, if there's a superhero it's it's kind of a superhero show per se, at least in some aspect, I think what happens at the end of episode three with that hand could be potentially a set up for a nemesis of some sorts. <laughs> and um does this show need a, I mean, how often are we going to be able to go episode of the week? Mm-hmm. Are we going to be, are we going to develop into an overarching storyline where there is some sort of nemesis in the long run? It would be nice to see that to begin to develop maybe just a little bit.
4: Yeah, right now, with the first three episodes, it's been an episode a week sort of thing. Yeah,
3: yeah. So I, some other people on Facebook said, uh, what, uh, do you want to read what Damien said, uh, M.
0: Uh yeah. All right. I have to make it bigger cuz my eyeballs are crappy.
3: That's all right. Do you see it I posted the picture in of the uh, screenshot?
0: Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Um so let's see. Yeah, so Damien said it was not too bad as much as I like Colson, I find him wooden.
3: That's a good description of Colson.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's Colson. Yeah, you is. know he's dry. Yeah,
4: yeah. That that's works his from- way. Yeah. Do you want to read Lee's? Uh... Sure. So Lee says, this episode seemed to me to be all over the place. Hope it comes more together in the next few episodes. But I'd like to say that I love the ending. Uh, gravity may be back.
3: So they're calling him Gravity. Maybe there's a, maybe, I don't know the Marvel Universe. Is there a character called Gravity in the Marvel Universe?
4: I don't know if there's a. Uh, probably. I don't know. Yeah, see, it's
0: my. I've dang. never heard of anybody called yep. Gravity. Yeah, Gravity.
3: Yeah. Uh, out of the out of the three episodes that aired, this is from Rachel, by the way. Out of the three episodes that aired so far, this one comes in third. I agree with Lee that it seems a bit to jump around. It seems to jump around a bit. However, Whedon shows have a tendency to be slow burners and can take several episodes to get really cooking. That's
5: true. true.
3: Thankfully, true. thankfully, Fox is not holding it against them. It's, it's not on Fox. It's ABC. So ABC is not holding it against Whedon mm-hmm. and allowing it to be a little bit of slow burner. And said, hey, you know what? Let's give them another. uh, Let's give them twenty-two shows to tell the story. So yes, we're we're thankful. Well, because the people
0: at ABC are thinking with their brains and not with their wallets.
3: That's right. That's right. And we need that. Uh, Thanks, David and uh, and and Rick. I was going to say Raul, but thank you, Rick and David, and all you that wrote in on Facebook talking about it. Um, We appreciate all your feedback. David G also wrote in talking about our episode one eighty six Miles. I thought you could read this one.
4: Sure, I, I listened to your recent episode where you interviewed the creator of Star Trek Continues. You might also want to look at the group that calls itself Star Trek Phase Two, after the ill-fated attempt to bring the show back after cancellation, but before the movie started. They've done a lot of number. They've done a number of episodes with surprisingly high production values. The acting is is often a marginal, but the sets were great. And the shows were worth watching, they had a number of uh Star Trek main and secondary characters come back to star in the shows too. You can find those episodes on youtube yeah dave we're 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 familiar with Star trek uh phase two um uh, and i I agree i mean they they've they put out some good episodes i mean they're, they're the acting I and mean, I don't say this disparaging I mean most of them are not professional actors but they they do get points for you know, the the production values of of their episodes and the fact Mm they've gotten um, some some really good guest stars to be in their episodes. Uh, George Takei guest starred in one, uh, Walter Koenig guest starred in one, uh, Denise Crosby. So, and there's probably some that I'm I'm missing. There there is some I'm missing, but, so yeah, I've enjoyed what Star Trek uh, Phase 2 has done in the past uh, and uh, look forward to what they'll do in the future.
3: I've watched I think I think I watched one episode of theirs. That's oh, about it. Mm-hmm. But we talked about having those guys on and we never did.
4: Yeah, I, I guess I've I've tried to get in contact with, with them. They're hard to get a hold of. But um nah, that's just the way it is. And have yeah.
3: you seen phase two?
0: I have not seen phase two. I've not seen a full episode. I've seen little clippity clips and like Miles said, not to be disparaging, I mean they're it's fan film and fan film can be Not 100% film quality, but it's it's the passion behind it that really drives it. So I have a lot of respect for the folks who really take their time out of their grown-up big boy and big girl jobs and and make a thing and want to share it.
3: Yeah, awesome. Yep. So thanks, David, again, for writing in and talking to us about it. And this, uh, again, bringing to light that the fact that there's a, we interviewed someone from Star Trek Continues, but there's obviously a lot of good fan content out there if you're looking for some original Star Trek. Yeah,
4: if you're looking for some live action Star Trek, it's going to be found in, in, in the fan films right now.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Do so you remember way back in the early episodes of The of Diner, we did those fan film episodes where we talked about just Star Wars fan films and we talked about Star Trek fan films? I do, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. That was like mm-hmm.
3: episode 10, we're right, right. That's like, I don't know, like four years ago, but there's a lot that's come out since. Mm-hmm. So. When
0: you were like in Sci-Fi Diner grade School, when you were just a, a food know. truck before yeah. you were an actual diner.
3: Yeah. Actually, what were we, Dining at the End of the Universe podcast? That's back? what it was still called, so down, yeah. Back in, the, wow. back in the days. Yeah, That was before episode 25 when we interviewed Miracle Lari changed the world she did so she did yeah (laughs) definitely well we also got some feedback in this is from kalis aka jim arrowood who has been no stranger to the show but let me go ahead and just play a little bit of his feedback and then we'll talk about what he has to say
1: greetings everyone sorry it's been so long since the last time i sent comments but as i'm sure everyone is aware every now and then real life requires time and attention and the beginning of this school year has been jam-packed full of activity for the first several weeks. Anyway, I thought I would send a few comments on some of my sci-fi activity. I got to see Gravity and loved it. It certainly didn't drag me down. Or, perhaps I should say that it really kept me pinned to my seat. Okay, enough with the lame attempts at humor. This movie, starring George Clooney as Commander Kowalski and Sandra Bullock as Mission Specialist Stone, is set in low-Earth orbit aboard the fictitious space shuttle Explorer. The duo are on a mission to repair the Hubble Space Telescope. Things go bad when a foreign power decides to use a missile to destroy a spy satellite, sending a cloud of debris orbiting around the planet destroying everything in its path. The shuttle is destroyed, leaving Kowalski and Stone stranded in space. They decide that they should head for the International Space Station to use a Soyuz craft to return to Earth. As they reach the ISS, Kowalski finds that he has to sacrifice himself in order for Stone to return to Earth. Finding herself alone, Stone is forced to use her wits and training to make her way from the ISS to a Chinese space station to borrow their escape vehicle to get home. I have read and heard many complaints about this film being unbelievable because it is not wholly accurate according to the laws of physics and how objects behave in space. Statements to this effect are quite true, and there are several reasons why. For instance, in the scene where Kowalski sacrifices himself, he and Stone are tethered together. The tether is tight and stretched to the limit when Kowalski unhooks himself and floats away. Anyone who understands how objects behave in a weightless environment knows that the slightest tug would have brought Kowalski back. There are other examples of inconsistencies which you can read about on my blog, jimscifiblog.com. In my experience, science fiction is replete with scientific inconsistencies that fall under the label of dramatic license. I, for one, didn't let the physical problems get in the way of my enjoyment of this film. If you can get over the scientific problems and enjoy a good story, Gravity is a must-see film that needs to be seen on the big screen to get the full appreciation of it. Even as one who is not a fan of 3D films... I am considering going back and seeing it again in 3D because it's that good. Gravity is not only a good sci-fi film, it is a good film for those that may not appreciate science fiction because it is just a good story based, however loosely, on possible realistic situations. The visuals alone would be worth the price of the ticket. I have also been reading. I recently finished Orson Scott Card's Ender's Game in preparation for seeing the film that is due to be released on November 1st. I enjoyed that book and am hoping that it will fill in some of the gaps that may crop up in the movie. I am currently reading Brian Herbert and Kevin Anderson's Butlerian Jihad from the Legends of Dune prequel trilogy for a project to be named very soon, Wink Wink, Nudge Nudge. Well, that about does it from the house of Kayla.
3: Nice, thank you, Jim, <laughs> for always an entertaining voicemail. Jim always leaves great voicemails great. I love his voice right he, he has a. We, we've been telling him, he has, he definitely has a voice for radio. He could do voiceover work,
4: definitely mm-hmm. I, I see him with you no know, either audio books or you know audio dramas. Um, narration. He just has...
3: He has a good voice for it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, uh... I love the puns in this review of Gravity. (coughs) Just saying. (laughs) Drag me down seriously. Seriously. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) You know, Gravity is one of those movies that when I saw the concept in theaters, I said this... uh, When I saw it in the trailers, I was like, this movie's dumb. I'm not gonna go see it. You know, that was just my reaction. It was just not one that hooked me. But since it's been out, it's done very well in the box office and people are giving it pretty good thumbs up. The reviews have been pretty good for it.
4: Yeah, I'm surprised at how well it's been received. I mean, this is a movie that I I'm probably not going to make it to the theater to see this. I mean, I make catch on a rental, um, but um, I'm surprised it's doing as well as it's doing.
3: Yeah. And have you you haven't gone to see it, have you?
0: I have no interest.
4: No
3: interest. Uh, I have what, no interest. I don't what,
0: like Sandra Bullock. She's, <laughs> I don't. I don't believe in her. I don't. She hasn't done a character for me that that I can actually watch the movie and see the character. My suspension of disbelief is screwed with her, and I don't know why. But I just I can't watch it.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm glad that you, I, the review that you said this is kind of accessible for people who aren't sci-fi fans. If it kind of pulls them in a little bit. I kind of like that, and uh, I'm really glad it's getting good reviews. And it makes me at least curious about it. Up till the reviews started coming in, I was like, I don't even care about this movie. We didn't talk about it. We may have mentioned it briefly on the podcast, but it wasn't one that we was really I was really looking forward to. But it's got a lot of good credit and a, um, and the fact that he wants to see it again, I think, is telling.
4: In 3D, in which, 3D, which is which, Jim. I, I mean, we've had other conversations with Jim and. He could take three D. He could take it or leave it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, he said something that this. Uh, I remember us talking a little bit about this when we talked about a review of Star Trek Into Darkness, about scientific reality in science fiction movies, and I kind of agree that there is a little bit of dramatic license that you kind of expect in a science fiction movie, and so the fact that it's not scientifically accurate. Ooh, the Enterprise underwater would have displaced such and such amount of water. Da da da. da. Why are you throwing that
0: out? Yeah, You're throwing you, that
3: you, at
0: me. Yeah, yeah. That was, was that at me. That
3: was geared at You. That was Gary. You. You're the one who uh, brought it up. You're the one who brought it up.
0: No, I know, because it's true. I
3: know, <laughs> but I'm just saying that in a sense where it didn't. That event did not. That way, if something, if there was a weakness in that movie, that wasn't the weakness. There, there, there were maybe some other things you would look at and say, well, Star Trek Into Darkness wasn't quite as good because it's in this, but you aren't going to really cite scientific inaccuracies as being a weakness, typically.
4: No, if, if you are going to demand that whatever you're watching be totally scientifically accurate, it's going to rob a lot of the enjoyment of it for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But people love to pick at pick that stuff. P- people, but yeah. but then again, people like to nitpick, yeah. yeah.
3: And Ender's Game, I haven't read Ender's Game since high school, but, uh, and it's one of the movies that just might have been being interested in it, in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably won't see it in theaters.
4: But yeah, I don't am not sure if I will either. Um I know what we what we will probably we'll probably see Thor. Uh the the wife wants to see Thor real bad. Yeah, uh, no doubt. And um the new um uh catching fire, the the uh, Hunger's game. Oh Hunger two, Games, yeah, part two. Second, yeah and Oh
0: Hunger Game, big time. Yeah.
4: And uh the the Hobbit. Uh, we saw a trailer for so the Hobbit. Oh yeah, The so. Hobbit.
3: Mm-hmm. I might see that in theaters. We'll see. Uh, have you read *Ender's Game*? Uh, yeah, that's right. We had this conversation, didn't we? Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm. I'm you're, still.
3: You're not a cardite. Got it. You, no, you're not a card we, cardite. And I won't
0: get into the politics behind yeah, it because yeah, everybody's.
3: Won't. We talked about but, it before.
0: But... Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I might. buy I might go get a used copy because that way I'm not giving him money directly. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Butler and Jihad, well, we, of course, mentioned that uh, Jim and he's the other guy, one of the other guys doing the um, podcast, the Dune mm-hmm. Saga podcast. So that's the Wink Wink project. He emailed this uh, about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago. And at that point, we hadn't even breathed the word that we were doing this. And so but since then, we've kind of gotten to iTunes today and we kind of released it. So Yay. Um, but yeah. And uh just as a side note, I'm, you can hear the audio because I'm running the audio through differently to you. so
0: It's awesome. I can hear it all. Yay!
3: All right. Colin H. from Trek News and Muse, right? Oh, cool. Um, called call in, in and gave some uh, feedback. So let me go ahead and play that. And this is his TV thoughts.
2: Greetings, everyone at the diner. Uh, this is Colin from England. I thought to drop you a voicemail to tell you about what I've been watching over the past week or so. First of all, I went to see Riddick. Now, for everyone who enjoyed the original Riddick, you will enjoy this. By the original Riddick, I mean Pitch Black. Because it's very, very much in that vein. It's Riddick on the planet, fighting monsters in the dark. So if you enjoyed Pitch Black, you're going to enjoy this. Uh, they do take care of the second film, despite all the rumours that are running up to this film that we're just going to ignore it. No, they don't ignore it. They take care of it. Carl Urban pops up for two minutes. Probably, <laughs> if that. Um, I presume he was busy, you know, because he had to come and save Kirk. So he couldn't hang around for too long. But um, he does, he does make an appearance in it, and they do wrap up the uh, the second film quite nicely. Uh, there's a lot of similarities between um, the first two films. If you remember the prison scene in the Chronicles of Riddick, when he makes friends with the with the beasts, that basically ran round. He makes friends with the beast in this one. He becomes a pet. Riddick style. Um, There's also Katie Sakoff pops up. And Katie Sakoff as everyone will know, was Starbuck in Battlestar. And in this one, she's Starbuck. But without the Battlestar. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen Bad Boys 2 with the Mad Cuban drug lord. He pops up in this as well. And he's a Mad Cuban without the drugs. So, you know no type casting at all on their parts. But um it's it's Riddick doing what Riddick does, um killing monsters in the dark. Uh this time we have the added effect of rain and mud. Um because it's raining us you know just <laughs> um it's it's there's some brilliant action scenes in it it's it's basically that it's an action film you know don't don't expect to sit down this and get einstein's theory of relativity or why the universe equals 42 or anything like that because you're not going to get that with riddick riddick is basically he's a killing machine and he kills a lot in this and some of the killings that he does are brilliant in their execution and the special effects guys are really pulled the stops out on this one um so you know he's he's not superhuman. He's not. He gets injured. He has to heal himself. There's all that type of stuff. So you know it's it's not Bruce Willis and Die Hard where he can get beat up left, right, and center. You know Riddick gets hurt. So but I enjoyed it. I enjoy. It. It's a nice action fest, You know, get the popcorn out, leave your brand on the shelf, enjoy the action fest and just go with it. That's my recommendation. Uh, TV wise, Atlantis has started over here on the BBC. Uh, which is a Greek mythology, for want of a better way of putting it. Um, It looked really good. The special effects are really good, um, considering the the budget that the BBC had to work with. But that doesn't show, you know, when you think how little they spend on Doctor Who and so on and so forth. It's that type of budget. It's that type of special effects. So if you're happy with that, you'll be happy with Atlantis. The characters seem um, capable enough. The acting's, you know, of a good bar. Um, there's lots of stuff that can do when you think how much Greek mythology there is So and the Legends of Atlantis so yeah, it looks promising it got really good viewing figures over here I think it got 5.8 million for its time slot which is really good over here for a time slot um, so they're quite happy with that so hopefully they'll maintain that and we'll, we'll get some more legs out of it Under the Dome, I am really struggling with it's just not grabbing me at all. I don't know what it is, but it's just not grabbing my... Um, I think it's a pacing thing, to be honest. I think it's a bit slow. Um, there's not enough going on to keep you enthralled and make you want to make a point of watching it. I think the, you know, the gap in between what's happening is too slow, and, and some of it is just... I don't know, it's just dragging me out, you know... I am i don't know. I'll, I might knock it on the head, to be honest. I'm really struggling with it, so... We'll see. Oh, and Avengers started over here as well and I loved it. Uh, I think Colson's a clone, that's my personal opinion. I'm not too sure about the woman, the computer hacker. I'm not I don't know, I've got a bit iffy about her, but all the other characters I love. I love the two mad scientists on the on the ship. Um the Hercules transporter or the Galaxy Transporter, whatever it is, oh, the, the two young scientists on there, I think that brilliant. Uh, that was cracking up left, right and centre. So yeah, really enjoying Shield. Atlantis looks good. I enjoyed Riddick, The Dome. Yeah. So that's me, done, guys. Anyway, so until next time, live long and podcast.
3: Thanks, Colin, for calling in. And uh, if you haven't done so, please check out
4: Colin's podcast, Trek News and Views. Yeah, I was on a couple episodes back. Uh, We were talking about the Andorians.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about. uh, Let's run down through some of the things that he is. Chatting about, I did not see the Riddick movie, although I've been a fan of the Riddick movies, all of them. Yeah, you know, it's just, especially, I like the second one, like the first one, and it's kind of a role that's defined in Diesel. Um, kind of wanted to see this one, but not enough to see it in theaters. Uh, but he gave a pretty good review of it. And he said they're kind of tying in and stealing from about every other movie out there, right?
4: I like what he said. Uh, just, you know, leave your brain on the shelf, get some popcorn, and just enjoy it. Yeah. Emma, mm-hmm. uh, any uh, comments on what he said about Riddick?
0: I, I'm I'm a little miffed at myself that I'm I've I don't think it's in the theaters anymore, no, and I really I wanted to see it. Um, I've I've read a lot of good things about it, and I I do like the Riddick stories, and I wasn't too cray cray about the last one, but it it I knew it was going somewhere, so I'm hoping that this is like the icing on the cake.
3: Wasn't that the one with uh, Dame uh, Judy Dench in it? Wasn't she in that last one?
0: Yes, she yeah, was in
3: it, as a matter You know, um, I've always enjoyed uh, the Riddick movies, and I heard there was, I mean, there's been talk for a third one coming out for quite some time, and it's, I love the way you said it. It's a brilliant action film with some brilliant killing. <laughs> I don't know when the last time you heard killing called brilliant, but Colin just did it, all with a British accent. Can't go wrong. Nope, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Um, and I did see
4: Bad Boys too. Okay, I, ne- I never saw either Bad Boys. You please. are you are missing much, but um, didn't think so.
0: Aww, yeah. it's you know, it's a good watch. It's fun. It's
3: fun. It's, it's nothing fun. serious. It's fun.
0: Yeah, we're not talking. You know. BAFTA Oscar winning. No. It's just, it's a, it's a feel good romp with a Glock.
3: I want to know what he means. Uh, <laughs> a romp with a Glock. <laughs> I like <laughs> that. Um, so the Pet Riddick style, what's, what's meant by that? Like, is that like, I'm here's what I'm picturing. Um, the, who's the lady that they introduced in season three of Walking Dead that had the two zombies chained up?
4: Oh, the character's name was Michonne.
3: So that's what I'm picturing when you're like, here's Riddick with a chain of some pet that is
4: almost human-like.
3: <laughs> I'm not sure that's what it is, but that's what I was picturing when he was saying it. But
4: Yeah, I'll, maybe I'll see the movie and find out for myself. Yeah,
3: Absolutely. But, um, Atlantis, I actually heard only briefly rumors of this show. I did not see this show or even hear much about it. Uh, any of you hearing anything about this?
4: This has been off my radar.
3: Yeah. Em, how about you?
0: So which, I'm not sure which Atlantis he's talking about. Atlant, hello, internet. It, it's obviously
3: Atlantis. a TV series is what i was assuming, so.
0: IMDb. You know, I'm just breaking the fourth wall right here, yeah, right yeah, now.
3: Yeah, 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 right. We're breaking the fourth wall.
0: So, Atlantis, 2013, Jason, Pythagoras. I, I have, I know nothing about this. I'm gonna seen... have to go find it. Yeah, Ooh, I... hot it... guys. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely have to... never mind. <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice. Nice. Is it, is it, is it airing in the U.S. at this point?
0: Um, all I can find is the cast list.
3: I'm wondering it's, if this is a like British. in the
0: UK. It's it's filming in Wales. Oh, I like the Welsh.
3: So it's a, a British, show, a good chance. Yeah, that,
0: it's on BBC One.
3: So we're probably looking at uh maybe at the earliest seeing it here next year.
0: Probably.
3: Yeah, so we we have not seen it, but thanks for heads up and putting it on our radar because I did not hear anything about it. Mm-hmm. He says it's pretty good. Okay. So um and Under the Dome, struggling with pacing. I'm not totally
4: surprised. Again, I didn't make it past episode two. Did you finish Have you been under watching, the dome? watching it? I I, I watched it. I, I, yeah, I, I was hooked, so I, I watched to the end. And you liked the ending? I liked up to the very end with everything going bright white. Bright white. There's a bright light. So it just was, yeah. that was a little mysterious. So.
3: I didn't make it past episode three, but then I hosted a round to. I was not hosting; I moderated a roundtable podcast about. Oh. They were like, I didn't tell you. I don't know if I told any of this, but I last week. So Em and I recorded when you were off partying, and then <laughs> Wednesday I had I was I was moderating this Under the Dome podcast to kind of like it was like four sets of podcasters who all did Under the Dome podcast, and here was me moderating something I really didn't know that much about because I only watched three episodes and they were all diehard, so I was like totally out of my league and then we did the Dune Saga podcast right after. It was like three nights of podcasting right in a row. But, but that was my feel like It just didn't keep me and so the fact that he's struggling with it, I'm with you. I'm with you. I struggled with it. And Em, did you watch any of it at all?
0: I watched 35 minutes of the first episode and I could not take it. Yeah. Could not take it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know people dig it. I just, I just don't get it. It's not for me. I'm not the audience.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm glad it got a season two. Maybe it'll develop over there, and maybe it's one of those that you know you have to kind of push through the first season to get to the good stuff in the second season. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah. But we talked about Agents of Shield, and we of course are absolutely loving that. Oh, so, sure. Yeah. Thank you, Colin, for calling in. Let's talk Thank Walking. You, Colin. Yes. Uh, M likes your accent, just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Walking Dead, we of course talked a little bit about this in the main show, but Miles, you watched the premiere mm-hmm. and M, you did not. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, and I didn't. So, I'm with you, M. Um But uh, you watched it and the day, you know, 30 days without incident. Tell us yeah. a little bit about the premise of this episode.
4: Well, they've. They- the combination of um Rick and his 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 group and who- who was left at the um uh the governor's um that that place there they've made made a life for themselves at the prison um but yeah it was the, the 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 blonde girl the youngest daughter of um of herschel she had this um this talk about thirty days without incident or whatever. Um the big thing is they go for a supply run um Some go for a supply run um Rick I think he went out hunting or something like that, but it looks like there's a disease the whatever disease that struck them first, it looks like it's coming back um we We see this teenage boy he says he 's not feeling good he 's suffering, and then at the end of the episode he you know. He's in the shower or something like that. And he falls down and then he stands back up, and his eyes are all messed up. But you, you know what's going on, so it looks like it's not just that they're battles from out outside they got to fight now. But now it's the whatever the disease. Uh, it seems to be killing animals also. Ooh. Um, so, uh, but the the uh, the supply run was, was interesting. So, um, uh, what, what's the character's name? Um, not Dale was the older brother who got killed and zombified but the uh the younger one um he leads a, this uh supply run this uh this Costco like store to get stuff and what- HG world I'm just kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well <laughs> doesn't it sound like it have
0: <laughs> It does sound like HG world definitely So uh,
4: they've what- been listening mm-hmm. <laughs> but um what they don't know is there's a bunch of zombies that's uh um, walking on top of the roof and um, some guy accidentally knocks something over and this catches a zombie's attention and he walks and he falls through the roof and all these zombies are falling through the roof and... And There's just this army helicopter was on the roof that falls through the roof too. Oh, so nice, nice. So that
3: that pay, that makes sense, Morgan. That T wrote in said falling zombies reminded me a lot of Sharknado. <laughs> I watched. This, I love the subplot with Rick and his mysterious new disease. Seems like an interesting plot twist. Can't wait to see who's Carl's friend eats next week. <laughs> so I assume that's a guy that's turned into a uh, zombie. There.
4: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so. mm-hmm. And there's a great scene with. Um, um, Melissa McCartney's character, she's reading the kids a story, but then she puts the book away. And then she teaches these kids how to use knives in a defensive way. <laughs> and um, that's a perfect bedtime story. She sees, she sees uh, little Carl, who's not so little anymore, he says, please don't tell your father. <laughs> um, but, but you need to to survive in this world. Exactly. I can't necessarily fault... I mean, they gotta teach kids how to defend themselves. This is, you know... Um, but... So I, I enjoyed it. I'm not sure where it's going to go this season. I, I don't know if they're – I mean, we talked about it in the main show. I mean, it, the opening, the opening uh, show had over 16 million people. Yeah, a lot of people
3: it. liking it. Mm-hmm. yeah A lot of people tuning in at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam F on Facebook said he gave it a four out of five. So he
4: liked it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty good rating for a start of a season. It is. Oh, mm-hmm. Michonne is still looking for the governor. I mean, she came back. And then she went with on a supply run, but that seems to be her her mission right now is go out get the governor yeah, yeah,
3: all right, once upon a time uh am you watching this show
0: I am um I started watching the episode on Sunday and then got a little distracted, so I didn't get to finish it yeah i i don't know they're they're gonna there's uh, this wonderland. The well, not the Wonderland, the Neverland story. Really, I'm already. I've read a synopsis. It, it really needs to go somewhere for me.
3: Right, right. Well, it's early on in the season. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. Um, a lot of people thought it was good. Jen M said thought it was pretty good. Didn't know Alice was such a fighter.
0: Uh. Well, Lori said that uh, she really enjoyed it, but I don't like the Red Queen. Didn't anyone else catch the Lost reference? Oh, I did not watch Lost.
3: Yeah, we'll see. And I'd be, like, for three seasons, I would have if I were watching Once Upon a Time, which I'm not. Hmm. Well,
0: this is Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, so there's there's two different stories going on here, but the worlds, I think, are colliding.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm sure there's going to be some crossover there.
0: Yeah, it's premiered this past Sunday.
3: Yeah. So tomorrow people, let's talk about this one. This one I did not I'm not watching. I heard some about it. Uh you watching Tomorrow People? Uh, no, I'm not. M U? It's on my Netflix
0: list. Uh, or not it's Netflix. My- it's on my Hulu Clue. Yeah, who, Q- yeah
3: Q. Yeah, if we can talk here, right? Uh but but people are liking this. Jen M said, I thought it was okay so far. I always loved wanted their abilities. Uh so far so good. Love my uh a meal night. Even had my mom watch. It was always good to see Mark Palandrimo. I mean, part, Mark Pellegrino? He's always good at being bad. Paladrimo. Paladre- yeah. Oh, I mean,
0: Mark Pellegrino. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry.
3: Yeah. <laughs> nice.
4: I'm sorry. Nice. Uh, uh, Miles, what did Sam say about it? Sam says, yeah, they didn't choose a, a homo superior. Stan Lee did. Nice. And Neil, um, can you read what Neil said?
0: Yes, Neil said, you know, if you are mysteriously appearing in places, in the middle of the night, you should be smart enough to at least wear some PJs. What?
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yikes. Yeah,
3: but it's more, it's more f- exciting for the audience if you do it nude. Just saying. Not from experience.
0: Okay. It's
3: not from experience.
0: Is it? Uh, no. Is it?
3: Yep. Yeah, Lee, Lee, Lee Kay said, just got around to watching it. This, uh, this It's okay. Maybe a little bit on the lame side, but I'll give it a few more episodes and see how it goes. So that's uh, I've heard, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about this other than what our Facebook saying, and mm-hmm. it hasn't been enough. Is that a CW show? Am I it right is. in that? Yeah, uh, it is. And but CW is giving us Arrow, right? And we're absolutely loving Arrow. So, mm-hmm. and talking about Arrow, we had a new episode premiere, and uh, Emma, you are not watching Arrow, or you are?
0: I'm gonna start watching Arrow just because John Bearman.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah, I know
0: where my bread is, (laughs) but...
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Miles, what did you think
4: of the premiere? Um, It was okay. Are you kidding? I loved it. It was fantastic. I I was mad at the end when it was over. It was... um, You you get to see some evolution in the character of Oliver Queen. Maybe he can do things... He doesn't necessarily have to kill all the bad guys. He can let the police arrest them. Yeah, so they change his name... So he's thinking of a name change. Yeah, you know? well,
3: they they kind of hint at it at the end that he is going to be called The Arrow. Right. Which is what the show has been called all along, but he was just referred to as a Hood up till now. The Hood or The Vigilante. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. This was, if you recall, Miles, and maybe, Em, I think you were part of the show then. When this show wrapped up mm-hmm. in the spring, it, I, I went down as saying this was the best finale of the season.
1: Oh, and
3: yeah. And... For returning shows, in my opinion, and I haven't watched all the returning shows, but this was a solid start to the first season.
4: So. Oh, 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 definitely. And we're getting to see um, Roy Harper. The, I guess he'll be the Red Arrow or whatever. Um, but you, you see him stepping up and trying to... There's a to, new
3: superhero girl, kind of? Uh,
4: I, they're basically saying she's the Black Canary. Yeah, the
3: Black Canary.
4: Um, yep. But we thought maybe that... The character of Laurel would be the Black Canary, but it's not. It's going to be another actress. Do you so know, a we, we do know
3: it's not. We do know for sure. Yeah, I was
4: reading hard. an article on um, uh, Sci-Fi Mafia that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be a different uh, character.
3: Yeah.
4: A diff- it was different than an actress in the Black Canary outfit.
3: Yeah, it was it was a good episode, and I enjoyed it. It was good to see everyone back. So, And uh, good to see him back in the island a little bit. So.
4: Yeah, I love the— uh, the flashback scenes from the island. I mean, this it, is it, 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 this is what one of the things that makes the show so great is you see what what happened to him in his past to make him to what he is now, and he, he does, uh, the, the actor playing uh, Oliver Queen does such a great job of playing a guy who is completely out of his element to the killing machine he is in the present.
3: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, do you want to read what Jen said?
0: I do. So Jen said, um, it was good having Arrow back. I knew I should have had a rewatch of the finale to remember all that went on. And we did get a glimpse of Black Canary. Did we get a glimpse of Black Canary already? Overall, I give this series two arrows up. Yeah. Smiley. That's I, cute. <laughs> I
3: like it. <laughs> Lee Kay said, it's back to a good opening episode. And yeah, I agree, Jennifer. That was a Black Canary. And the name changed to the Arrow instead of the Hood.
0: Indeed, because the hood for me is the Red Hood, yeah. who is, as you know, Jason Todd of uh, Batman. Yeah, there
4: you go.
3: Nerd uh, alert.
0: Our oh, friend, sorry. Yeah.
4: <laughs> our, our friend uh, Neil, um, Neil that we've seen over at Leave and Farpoint, he says, a good start to the season. I completely forgot about the stepfather.
3: Yeah, they brought him in. That was kind of neat. To make kinda, the save, yeah. Yeah, kind of bails him out. Bails him out from Summer Glow. We get Summer Glow in this episode.
4: I, I just think Summer Girl Al is just deliciously Mile, evil in Mile, this. Miles,
3: can you just wipe a little bit of drool off the white side of your mouth here?
4: Thank you for letting the whole world know about my <laughs> Yeah. God,
0: why do you pick on Miles so bad?
4: Yeah. Dude, he—, he Just he, do he, it. You
0: know what? We're going to be at a con together, and we're going to meet a celebrity that you are going to lose your cuckooness from, and we are going to endlessly eviscerate.
3: Listen, right. I've already done that. Felicia Day for me, but okay, but, <laughs> all
0: right, okay.
3: It says that. Um, <laughs> well, and, our friend
0: Sam said it was a good episode too. He's looking forward to next week.
3: Yep, absolutely, and I think that's one of the shows that I am really looking forward to. But yay, awesome! Well, thanks everyone for writing in, sharing your thoughts on Facebook, in emails, and voicemails. We loved having you do that, and it's always great to have you participate in the show. And you know, as these shows develop over the next couple, you know, weeks, and as you see movies that are coming out. Please make sure you call in and let us know what you're thinking of them. We always love to hear from you, even if we aren't necessarily watching the show. Yeah. Any other thoughts as we uh, kind of wrap up the show and get out of here?
4: No, I, I'm, I'm excited what we're seeing so far on our, in our returning shows and some of the new shows. And should be a good fall season.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Em, any final thoughts?
0: I'm with Miles. There's a lot of great genre television coming out that's I'm I'm really pleased about, and a lot of it was showcased this past weekend, and it got me even more psyched about it. I might actually have to get television again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, we got news of an X Files three. Not really,
0: but well, <laughs> I know they I'm said
3: not, they'd be willing to do it, but if the I'm finances not gonna,
0: are, I'm it. not. If you weren't at the panel, I'm
3: I'm read, a, I read I read about you. the panel. I wasn't there, but.
0: Screw it over, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was all, it, you never know. You yeah, never you know. just
3: you just never know. Um, if you get a chance, please run on over to the ZCon Kickstarter, IndieGoGo campaign. Sorry, not Kickstarter, IndieGoGo campaign, and uh, check out. And if you can, please support their endeavors. They're doing a good work for for charity. That's for sure. Absolutely. I
0: mean, it's not just making a movie; we're 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 making an impact because yeah. the charities are awesome, and we. Found a third charity, and we're working on finalizing that. And when you find out who it is, you guys are going to love it. Awesome. It's really awesome.
3: And if you get a chance, please go on over and visit Jim's sci-fi blog. He mentioned it a little bit earlier in this episode. And also check out Colin's Trek News and Views, which Miles was on not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And if you get a chance, check out the Dune Saga podcast with Jim, uh, David, and myself as we work our way through the journey that is Dune. I believe that's about it. Let's go ahead and
4: get out of the show here, Miles. All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We will see ya.
0: Do your dailies. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food and the service and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at one 888 508 4343. Or click the Speakpipe link at sci-fi dinerpodcast.com. Or send an MP3 or typed email to sci-fi podcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation. You can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci fi
3: not fear. Fear is the
4: mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me, and when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear has gone, there
3: will be nothing. Only I will remain. Experience Dune like never before. The Dune Saga Podcast with David, Scott, and Jim lead you chronologically through the novels of Frank Herbert, Brian Herbert, and Kevin J. Anderson. Relive your favorite moments. Join in the conversations And let the spice expand your universe. The Dune Saga Podcast. Ride the sandworm to DuneSagaPodcast.com or to iTunes for more information.